After my heart attack, cash from active care meant I had choices. When I had cancer, cash from active care meant I didn't need to stress so much about money. What is active care? Active care is a supplemental health insurance policy that offers protection for covered cancer, heart attack, or stroke and a choice of cash benefit options from $10,000 to $60,000. If you're diagnosed with cancer, a heart attack, or stroke, you could end up paying thousands of dollars or more in out-of-pocket medical bills. Active Care gives you protection at an affordable price. So get Active Care for cash, choice, and control. Active Care is brought to you by Colonial Penn Life Insurance Company and is underwritten by Washington National Insurance Company. Visit colonialpen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit colonialpen.com. After my heart attack, Cash from Active Care meant I had choices. When I had cancer, cash from Active Care meant I didn't need to stress so much about money. What is Active Care? Active Care is a supplemental health insurance policy that offers protection for covered cancer, heart attack, or stroke and a choice of cash benefit options from $10,000 to $60,000. If you're diagnosed with cancer, a heart attack, or stroke, you could end up paying thousands of dollars or more in out-of-pocket medical bills. Active Care gives you protection at an affordable price. So get Active Care for cash, choice, and control. Active Care is brought to you by Colonial Penn Life Insurance Company and is underwritten by Washington National Insurance Company. Visit colonialpen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit colonialpen.com. Good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to The Morning Report. My name is Willie Lawson. The Morning Report is a production of FightBackMedia.com, FightBackMedia.com. Start your day the conservative way. We appreciate you being here today. It is May Day, May Day, May Day. You know, I shouldn't say it that way because we watched, um, we watched yet last night, Sully. You know, the movie about um, the, um, the water landing on the Hudson. Yeah, I know that happened back in 2009, but we finally watched the movie. And it was a good movie. Not bad. Not bad at all. Um, and, you know, it tells that story where the government basically went, freaking went after um, Sullenberger in 2009, 2010 for, I don't know, landing on the water, saving a bunch of people's lives. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, kind of went after him. And it talked, you know, and, and the movie sort of talks about it. It was a movie produced by Clint Eastwood. So it it was it was good it, it it was good it was it was enjoyable. Watched it with the wife and um, then went to bed. It was ten o'clock. <laughs> if you know if you haven't noticed, I'm sleeping a lot better. Sleeping a lot better. You can probably hear it in my voice. Sleeping a lot. Sleeping a lot more. It's time to get a new mattress because my back is freaking killing me. But uh, things are good. Things are good. Uh, in Florida, we uh, the governor came out couple days ago and talked about how we are going to get back to work and um, laid out some some guidelines uh, retail is going to be open some retail has been open because they've already been practicing see that's the thing they've already been practicing the social distancing guidelines keeping trying to keep their um 
their customers six feet apart. Um, <clears throat> they've already been doing that, you know, and, and it is kind of silly when you're talking about the Walmarts have been open and you may be able to keep people six feet apart at the registers, but as people are wandering around the store and you're both looking for that can of beanie weenies, people have to make those decisions for themselves. Some people are going into those stores and they're wearing, you know what, whatever PPE that they can, uh, that they could find or they can make for themselves. People are doing, people are already doing that. And, um, so the, um, what, what was happening is that the governor decided that, um, in here, here in Florida, that retail people could open as long as they didn't have any more than 25% of their capacity in the building at one time. Even restaurants could offer table service if indeed they had outdoor seating and not every restaurant has outdoor seating. I think there will be, there will be some restaurants. I think the local Chili's will figure out how to put some some tables outside of their restaurant um, this weekend for sure and space them six feet apart. That's going to be something that they are, I mean, they may have to drag some booths out of the restaurant and see if they can, you know, put them in and around the parking lots. I think you're going to start seeing some of that because, you know, we are, we are a clever bunch here in this country. We are a clever bunch and we, you know, and, and some of us figure out how to do it. Anyway, so we can, they can do, they can do that if they have outdoor seating that's six feet apart. They can also have indoor seating if indeed they're only 25% of their capacity and they can manage the social distancing guidelines. And of course, the people in the restaurant will be supplied with the proper PPE for what they're doing. Um, So, uh, I think banks, credit unions, and those facilities will start start doing soft opening soon. So we are so we are moving back towards um, sort of soft booting the economy because that's the problem. And getting people back to work. You know, it isn't, and we're going to talk about this later. And and, and Bryce is right. It isn't that people are. Uh, looking for their unemployment or they're looking for their loans. That's not what's going to sustain people. People, you know, people have, a lot of people in this country just want to work. Real quick, I only have a few seconds. I'll tell you about my own personal experience. Uh, I am not working at one of my jobs and we were allowed to file for unemployment insurance. Although, unemployment insurance is something I pay for. And just like a lot of unemployment systems in the countries, Florida sucks, and it's not working well. And I told the per- I told the lady on the phone um, yesterday when I finally got a hold of her. Frankly, I'd rather just go to work. This is you know this is way more trouble and make way more stressful. I just soon go to work. I just soon get in my car and drive down to the park. You know, drive down to you know you know what the the amusement park I work in clock in and work take care of guests you know what have fun laugh with my um you know with my co-workers i just soon do that getting signed up for this is too much trouble it was easier to get the job <laughs> even having to go through the training it was easier to get and do the job it was less stressful than this 
So there is a dignity to work. All right, we're going to take a little break. We'll be back. Um, some stuff to talk about. What the hell's happening in Wisconsin? Oh, my God. Anyway, we'll be back right after these messages as soon as I find my mouse. There it is. You know, every man my age should have three things in my opinion. First, you should have your own barber. Second, you should have your own car mechanic. And third, you should have your own florist. That's right, florist. My florist is Christine Vasconcello at Blooming Days Flower Shop. Located at 11618 North Florida Avenue here in Tampa, Florida. An FTD Top 100 florist. Blooming Days meets all of your floral needs while respecting your budget. Give Christine a call at 813-933-1942. www.bloomingdays.com Hi, this is Willie Lawson. You know, with so much content whizzing around out there, there's only one storytelling platform that helps you keep calm and stay informed and inspired. It's Flipboard. Yeah, Flipboard curates the world story so you can be smarter in your work, life, and play. Choose from thousands of topics to personalize Flipboard and get the latest stories from the best publishers and experts delivered to you 20 Four, seven. When you see stories that you want to save or share, just tap the plus button and add them to your private or public collections. It's that simple. It's used by millions of people every day. Flipboard is how people move themselves and the world forward. So get started now at Flipboard.com. That's Flipboard.com. Alright, welcome. Welcome back to the Morning Report. This is Morning Report 112. 112. I try not to say 112 because 112 doesn't make any sense if you understand arithmetic and how decimal points work. But in any case, uh, welcome to the Morning Report 112. Wow, that's... It's getting to the point where it's even surprising me. You know, we were at 50, and I was like, wow, 50 is a lot, cool. 75, well, that's a lot. And then 100, you know, a few days ago, like, dang, that's a bunch. It's serious. 112. <laughs> Later on, I'll tell you a story about my original show and and how the, um, the uh, guy at WGL was blown away that I did this every day. You do this every day? Because what? A lot of podcasters do, like, the whole once-a-week thing. We know that doesn't work. We know that doesn't work well unless you're a celebrity already. If you're, you know, a, a schmuck like me, then you got to go ahead and you got to bang this drum every day. Speaking of banging this drum, it is nutty in Wisconsin. 
And I, and we have to get a hold of our friend Paul Swanson, who's living in Wisconsin, and have a, have a talk with him about this. And I'm a, and I'll I'll share it with you tomorrow. What the hell is happening in Wisconsin? You know, Republican lawmakers in, 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 in you know what in Michigan anyway have uh, rejected an extension of the state's coronavirus emergency declaration instead of voting to authorize a uh, instead of voting to authorize a lawsuit challenging the Democrat governor Gretchen Whitmer's authority. If you check me out on Facebook today. You know that I am sporting the No Tyranny t-shirt, right? And this is tyranny. Whitmer has had asked the lawmakers to extend the declaration, which expired Thursday by 28 more days, another month. The House instead opted to approve a lawsuit against Whitmer and a package of bills that will replace the governor's orders with laws passed through the normal legislative process. Michigan doesn't want a queen. Michigan doesn't want a queen. According to this, the House Speaker Lee Chatfield, Republicans support measures to continue uh, to contain the coronavirus outbreak in, in the state, not just the governor's unchecked, undemocratic approach. The current status quo relies on a one on a one size fit all edicts that unfairly punish millions of people across the state without giving them any recourse or voice in the process, Chatfield said. The people deserve a better solution and we can provide it. Chatfield said one of the bills replaces nearly all of Whitmer's orders currently in effect without any loss of critical protections, including protections against price gouging and extension of tax deadlines. The bill includes provisions for distance learning while schools are closed and continues ban on large ga- on, on large public gatherings. The idea we want to put an abrupt end to the state emergency and go back to normal immediately is a lazy political talking point. Now, and we hear this every freaking where. We hear in jo- you know in Georgia, we hear we heard that in Florida that the governor is going to release people and we're just going to go back to normal and and that's just we want people to die. And I I told you a, a story that there was some talking head on MSNBC that basically said the president wants to reopen the economy so more black and brown people die. This is just lazy and sophomoric. It's ridiculous. We all agree that Michigan must continue making uh, t- or taking strides and strong steps to to light to excuse me the fight the pre- the spread of the disease, but we can both protect the public health and protect the individual people who make up our great state. The legislation's already passed in the Michigan Senate, so the bill would be forward to Whitmer. Um, she has promised to veto any legislation that curtails emergency authorizations uh, for herself or any future governor. Now, how in, see, see, this, this, this is where it gets ridiculous. That she's going to veto this. Now, if they replace her, she, she uh, she's out of power she doesn't have any more power. She can't. She she can't have this scorched earth sort of mentality. It's, it's ridiculous. Whitmer said that her emergency authority is not tied to the state of emergency extension, so her orders will continue based on other state laws. 
By refusing to extend the emergency and disaster declaration, Republican lawmakers are putting the head, their heads in the sand and putting more lives and livelihoods at risk, Whitmer said in a statement. I'm not going to let that happen. However, hundreds of people showed up in the state capitol, some of them practicing their open carry guidelines. Not, that social, not so much social distancing, but their open carry. All the laws were adhered to. They were peaceable. Their lockdown grievances, their, life, their lockdown grievance is righteous. They did it the right way. Now, the press, there's a picture, and you, there's a picture in a video you, you've probably seen, said that uh, uh, armed gunmen broke into the state capitol. Here's a tweet from Lee Chatfield, who's the Speaker of the Michigan House. Today, we offered a hand of partnership to the governor. No politics. We're all in this together, and we should work together. We believe upholding the democratic process is the best for Michigan people. She just said no. Very disappointing. Now, you know I hate the phrase, we're all in this together, because I don't believe that for one minute. For one minute. We all have, we all have uh, our own personal agendas, and every every... Every one of our um, political pukes have a personal agenda tied up in this. You know, it, it was said that um, this woman, this woman, I keep calling her this woman, Whitmer, wants to be vice president. She she sort of she sort of she sort of got that that Charlie Chris vibe. Now I you got to go back a bit, don't you? She also she kind of has this Charlie Chris vibe. Now Charlie Chris was the governor of the state of Florida. Um, that really, really, really wanted to be vice, I mean, uh, John McCain's vice president um, running mate. He really, he really wanted to be that guy. He so much wanted to be that guy. Some say he got married so he would look, that he would, you know, look more presentable in that, you know, in that role. You know, because then you have John John McKay and his wife, who'd been married for a thousand years, you know. So you have this younger couple, you know, attractive younger couple as their running mate. It was it was it was going to be it was going to be fa going to be fabulous, right? Well, that didn't happen. McCain picked Sarah Palin, and basically, you know, Chris went on a freaking bender, politically speaking, went on a bender went from independent to democrat and he's still on that bender as a progressive democrat senator I mean uh, congressman so he's still on that bender it's crazy isn't it it's crazy it's insane but, but anyway, according to House Speaker Lee Chatfield, Republicans support measures to contain the coronavirus outbreaks in the state, not just not the governor's unchecked, undemocratic approach. And, and you know, we have the same you know, we have the same thing everywhere. We have, we have the same thing everywhere. What we have is that in some states there are hot spots, like in Florida. As a matter of fact, the uh, here in Florida. Governor DeSantis has new orders, orders, I hate that, but new orders, new guidelines, but they don't include South Florida. They don't include Broward-Dade 
or Broward or Miami-Dade or Monroe County, I guess. Well, yeah, maybe just they don't include Southeast Florida. I mean, when I say South Florida, a lot of y'all don't, a lot of y'all don't have any idea what that means. Like Miami, Fort Lauderdale, that area, because that area was especially hard hit. It's it's much more a metropolitan area than say Bay County. And you're like Bay what? Bay County is in the in the Panhandle, you know, the crux there where Florida turns up to the north, and has has like less than five cases and no deaths. So uh, they're like, uh, we don't know what you're, we don't have any idea what y'all are talking about. We're not sure why we can't work. We're not sure why we can't go to the beach. Yeah, we see it's bad other places, but it's not bad here. Killing our economy in Bay County is not going to is not going to help anybody anywhere else. We should be able to go to work, to have our stores open. We should be able to do what we need to do to live. So that's that's part of what every county, you know, what every state in America is dealing with, right? This very second, right? That makes sense. Let's get up to let's see. Uh, let me see the thing that I mentioned, Bay County, and I and, and Bay County only comes to me because when I was a youngster at Florida State University, uh, there was a um, a fair for t- for perspective people in education and Bay County was there recruiting teachers and they easily easily were paying $5,000 less as a starting salary for for teachers than everybody else and then I did a little research and I figured out why because Bay County at the time, was in the middle of friggin' nowhere, and who want who who the hell wanted to go to Bay County? <laughs> Although Bay County has a lot of beaches, Bay County, I'm sorry, Bay County right now has 72 confirmed cases and three deaths over this entire thing. Their neighboring county, Gulf County, has one one confirmed case and no deaths, and it is a beach and, and it, is, it is a beach county. And their and their neighboring county to the east is Franklin County has two confirmed cases and no deaths. Liberty County three confirmed cases and no deaths. Taylor County three confirmed cases and no deaths. So you can see how how this is problematical to a governor who wants to institute a one size fit all sort of program. Instead of letting local government, with some with some guidelines, I guess from the state, because it's kind of their job, uh, do do all of what they think is okay to do. Anyway, that's what's going on. All right, Joe Biden today was on Morning Joe. That's funny. Anybody still watching that show on MSNBC? Anybody, anybody watching MSNBC? Anybody, anybody sit down? Anybody sit down? You know, in your living room. You know, get in the recliner, reach over for the remote, and go. I wonder what's on AM Joy today, and click the button. Does, do any of you do that? 
do any I'm serious does anybody do that the only time that I have seen uh, that I've actually been in a room with uh, MSNBC on the television was that I was doing some work for a podcast client and on their TV with the sound off um, MSNBC was on so what I had to do was I had to focus like hell not to see any of the bottom third screens, right? I didn't want to see any of that crap because I was trying to concentrate on my job because I am a consummate professional. So I didn't say anything to them about it because, you know, guess what they can do? If they want to, if they want to poison their, their brains with that pablum, there ain't nothing I can do. First of all, there ain't nothing I can do about it. And I, frankly, I was there to get their money. I wasn't there to turn... I wasn't there to help them in any other way. I was just there to get their money. I was there to, to do my job. So there was—I mean—so there was really nothing I could do. But it was—but that's—I'm telling you—that's the last time that I was in a room where MSNBC was on the TV, and I was in the same room, and I was trying not to watch it. So I. Do, do, do you guys really tune does anybody tune in any, is it, do any of you watch Morning Joe remember how Morning Joe was supposed to be um, this you know this conservative and this and this progressive having this morning show and the back and forth when the when the truth is that both of these people are pro, are progressive pukes and terrible and awful you know like yeah, like that Rubin chick who who writes for the Washington Post. She was supposed to be like the conservative voice at the, at the Washington Post. When she's not, she's really just another progressive puke playing a role. Anyway, um, off the rabbit trail. Former Vice President Joe Biden released a statement on Friday today finally responding to the sexual assault allegations uh, made by former Senate staffer Tara Reid. Reid claims that Biden sexually assaulted her in a hallway in 1993, and she filed a complaint to the Senate office. In a statement put out today, Biden says, Tara who? No, he said, he finally denied the incident took place and called for the National Archives to be released. Call for for the National Archives to release documents that will prove Reed did not file a complaint to his office. Here's what he said: "It's on us, and the and it's on me as someone who wants to lead the country. I recognize my responsibility to be a voice, an advocate, and a leader for the for the change in culture that has begun, but is nowhere near finished. So I want." to address the allegations by a former staffer that I engage in misconduct 27 years ago. They aren't true. This never happened. While the details of these allegations of sexual assault and sex, uh, sexual harassment and sexual assault are complicated. Hmm. Two things are not complicated. One is that women deserve to be treated with dignity and respect. And when they step forward, they should be heard, not silenced. The second is that their stories should be subject to appropriate inquiry and scrutiny. 
No, Joe. They believe women. No, Joe, you're wrong. Believe women. Believe them. You just there's no scrutiny. There's no there's no scrutiny and 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 and, and introspect. No, believe women, Joe. Responsible news organizations should examine and evaluate the full and growing record of inconsistencies in her story. No, Joe, believe women. Believe women, Joe, which has changed repeatedly in small and big ways. She keeps changing her story. Now, you know damn well that that Joe groped that girl. You know he did 27 years ago. You know he did. Biden said the papers um, he donated to the University of Delaware relating to his time as a senator do not contain personal files that would hold that would hold the complaint. Reed said she filed. They have been calls. There have been calls to the university to unseal the documents, which are supposed to be released to the public two years after Biden finally leaves public life. He's never going to leave public life. It is the practice of senators to establish a library of personal papers that document their public records, speeches, policy proposals positions taken in the writing of, of, of bills, um, Biden explains. But this is the only place, there is only one place of complaint of this kind could be, the National Archives. National Archives is where the records are kept at what was then called the Office of Fair Employment Practices. I'm requesting that the Secretary of the Senate ask the archives to identify any record of the complaint she alleges and, and files and make available to the press any such document. If there was ever any such if there was any ever such complaint, the record will be there. Hmm. Yeah. You see, here's here's the deal. I think he felt this chick up, but that's neither here nor there. It's a it's the hypocrisy. I often say this. It's the hypocrisy that drives us all nuts. That's the part that we get angry about. That's the part that makes us cuss. Feel me? That's the part that, that, that puts us in that place. We saw the left and the leftist media charge at Kavanaugh, at Justice Kavanaugh, with an un ending breathless hatred because of an allegation not that he had as a, I mean I mean not that took place or allegedly took place when he was an adult in the US Senate but when he was a teenager it was a minor He was being held responsible. He was being held with his feet to the fire on an event at a party, allegedly, that happened when he was a teenager. Hear what I'm saying? And the the screaming memes of the Me Too movement were saying, Believe women! Believe women! Believe women. Remember? He's an abuser. Remember? 
Now, the the alleged allegations, the alleged crimes against Kavanaugh happened not when he was in college, when he was a grown-up, not when he was 30 years old, but when he was in high school. Hmm. Yeah, it is a hypocrisy that it is a hypocrisy that drives us crazy. Um, we need a little break. When we get back, we're going to do the uh, Bryce report and wish you a great day. This is Willie Lawson for the Armed Citizens Legal Defense Network. You can have access to a growing nationwide network of attorneys and legal experts. You can get bail assistance. Um, The network provides up to $25,000 to post bail on behalf of a member who has used force in self-defense. The fee deposit to your attorney immediately after a self-defense for representation during questioning and other vital defense services. You can reach us at Arm Citizens Legal Defense Network. Our number is 360-978-5200. That's 360-978-5200. Or go to www.armedcitizensnetwork.org. Hi, this is Willie Lawson. Are you someone who wants to give more? Are you someone who wants to donate more to your favorite charity or even your favorite podcast and you just don't have the money because you got too much credit card debt already? Well, I've got something for both of us. Debt.com. Debt.com is ready to put you into a debt consolidation program that will save you money save your credit rating, and allow you to live your dreams in the way that you would like to live them. That's Debt.com. Give them a call at 877-764-2393. That's 877-764-2393. Get out of debt today. And now it's time for Bryce is Right. Tim Bryce is an author, freelance writer, and the managing editor of M&JB Investment Company of Palm Harbor, Florida. Tim has over 40 years of covering Florida politics and national politics. It is a pleasure to have Bryce is Right as a segment on Fightback Media. And now Bryce is Right. This is Tim Bryce with my column title, The Dignity of Work. I had a friend who used to be very class conscious when it came to work. He wouldn't socialize with other people he deemed below him and was very choosy when it came to where he lived. If the wrong class of workers were in the neighborhood, he wouldn't visit the area, let alone move into it. It had nothing to do with race or religion, only the types of jobs people had. In his mind, there was a clear delineation between people based strictly on their livelihood. For example, blue-collar labor, technical people, middle management, professional people, and executives. 
I guess we are all a little class conscious about how people make a living, a kind of one-upmanship, but I never saw it quite this vividly before. This bothered me because I believe in the dignity and honor of any job, regardless how mundane it may seem. This caused me to do some soul-searching as to why I felt this way, and I suppose it is because I am acutely aware of my family's history. For example, how we came to this country from Scotland, which certainly wasn't in a luxury liner, how we struggled to get a foothold here, how we survived the Great Depression, and how we prospered following World War II. Like many of you, I can recall the menial jobs both my grandfather and father performed to help the family survive. Interestingly, they never complained about it, but rather always spoke with pride of how well they did their jobs. For instance, my grandfather used to be employed by the Wickwire Steel Company in Buffalo, New York, where he ran a machine to make the rebar mesh used in such things as concrete sidewalks. It was certainly not a glamorous job. In fact, it was rather difficult as the machines would frequently break down. Instead of waiting for the machine to be fixed by someone else, as his union wanted him to do, he learned how to fix the machine himself. He figured he couldn't get paid if the machine was idle, so he devoted his own personal time to learn as much about it as he could. His knowledge of the machines grew to the point where he eventually became the head of maintenance, whereas he could have done nothing, instead he elected to take a proactive approach. To my grandfather's way of thinking, his job was no better or worse than anyone else's. He was just thankful he had one and did it to the best of his ability. This taught me you should not look down your nose at anyone for the job they have, but rather how well they perform it. I have much more respect for the common, uneducated laborer who knows what he is doing as opposed to a well-educated professional who is a derelict. It is fundamental to the human spirit that we all believe we are leading a worthy and honorable life. Since work is an inherent part of our life, how meaningful our job is depends on what we make of it. If we take a defeatist attitude and treat it as a triviality, we will suffer from low self-esteem and become jealous of others. However, if we adopt a professional attitude towards our job, regardless of its magnitude, we will have a more positive sense of self-worth. With this said, I don't understand the obsession a lot of high school guidance counselors have in pushing students towards a college education. Not everyone is predisposed to attending college. Some are better served by going into a trade school or the military. Yet many guidance counselors poo-poo such institutions, thereby creating a snobbish attitude towards them. Believe me, there is nothing dishonorable about learning mechanics, auto repair, plumbing, carpentry, or serving in the military. Imagine where we would be without such professions. One of the main reasons I have enjoyed my time in the Masons is that we are taught, regardless of your station in life, everyone serves on the level. In other words, everyone has an equal say regardless of who they are, thereby taking ego out of the formula and creating a sense of cooperation. I do not know how well we are passing this lesson of work dignity to our young people, but I fear we are creating a generation of people who are more class conscious than the last and never satisfied with the job they have, regardless what it is. From a psychological point of view, this should have profound long-term effects on our productivity and our culture. Friends, keep the faith. This is Tim Bryce in Palm Harbor, Florida. Follow me on the internet at timbryce.com.
After my heart attack, cash from active care meant I had choices. When I had cancer, cash from active care meant I didn't need to stress so much about money. What is active care? Active care is a supplemental health insurance policy that offers protection for covered cancer, heart attack, or stroke and a choice of cash benefit options from $10,000 to $60,000. If you're diagnosed with cancer, a heart attack, or stroke, you could end up paying thousands of dollars or more in out-of-pocket medical bills. Active Care gives you protection at an affordable price. So get Active Care for cash, choice, and control. Active Care is brought to you by Colonial Penn Life Insurance Company and is underwritten by Washington National Insurance Company. Visit colonialpen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit colonialpen.com. Someone you know has probably experienced cancer, a heart attack, or stroke. The odds of experiencing one of these are high, which could result in bills for thousands of dollars in out-of-pocket expenses. How would you pay for it? With your savings? There is another option. It's called Active Care. Active Care is a supplemental health insurance policy that offers protection for covered cancer, heart attack, or stroke, and a choice of cash benefit options from ten to sixty thousand dollars. And with Active Care, the cash is yours to use as you see fit. Active Care is brought to you by Colonial Pen Life Insurance Company and is underwritten by Washington National Insurance Company. Get Active Care for cash, choice, and control. Visit colonialpen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit colonialpen.com.